we are all natural-born storytellers, whether you think of yourself that way or not. The stories that mold and shape our lives oftentimes become foundational parts of our growth, healing, and even generational experiences. Welcome to Awaken Your Soul Sunday, a storytelling series that share the moments of awakening, trials and tribulations, truth, and vulnerability in the words and voice of the featured storyteller. And now, a life-changing story from this week's guest. Hello, I'm Lance Loya, and I'm very honored to be a part of this podcast. The story I'm going to share with you is called The Peanut Butter Experiment, and it comes from my best-selling book, The We Gear, How Good Teammates Shift From Me to We. Now, my world revolves around the art of being a good teammate, and I'm completely consumed with the subject of what it means to be a good teammate, and I spend most of my time exploring that question. You know, it's a subject that I think is relevant to all of us because we're all part of a team in some capacity. You know, maybe it's an actual sports team, or maybe it's the place where you work, you know, a corporate team, or maybe it's the community you live in or the church you attend or even your family. Those are all types of teams. And ultimately, the success of any of our teams is dependent upon its members being good teammates. The peanut butter experiment illustrates an important aspect of being a good teammate, the willingness to provide superior service to your team and to your fellow teammates. Now, I happen to believe wholeheartedly in a very simple equation to finding happiness in our lives. Service leads to purpose. Purpose leads to happiness. If you really want to find genuine happiness, you've got to find purpose in your life. And you find purpose by serving a cause, something bigger than yourself. For most of us, that means serving the needs of our team. Now, the peanut butter experiment began as the peanut butter incident. And it happened inside of a Publix grocery store. And if you're not familiar with Publix, they are wildly popular in the southeastern United States. I mean, they're everywhere, and people love shopping at these grocery stores. And I've become a big fan of Publix. Publix is known for the quality service they provide their customers and for having very loyal customers, which is interesting to me because... Publix is a rarity in that it doesn't offer any sort of customer loyalty program. They don't have any sort of discount cards or membership cards or, you know, buy 10 cups of coffee, get one free or earn 100 points and get 10% off your next order. Publix doesn't offer any sort of loyalty program like that. Their customers are loyal to them because of the service they provide. So one day I was inside a public store and I was pushing my cart down the aisle doing my shopping when I observed an interaction between an elderly gentleman and a public employee. Now I'd say this gentleman was probably, the man was probably in his late 70s or early 80s and he had a problem and he approached uh, an employee. In this case, it was a stock boy who was stocking shelves. And he said to the employee, I can't find the peanut butter anywhere. Can you help me? And the employee immediately set down the boxes he had in his hand. And he physically walked that man to the peanut butter and he pointed directly at 
the peanut butter jars. And I thought to myself, wow, now that's customer service. That's going above and beyond. I mean, sufficient customer service would have been for the employee to say, well, the peanut butter is in aisle four or the peanut butter's over by the bread. Either one of those would have been sufficient customer service, but Publix isn't interested in sufficient customer service. They're committed to superior customer service. Going out of their way, allowing themselves to be inconvenienced for their customers, that's the standard that Publix operates on. And after observing this interaction between the employee and the uh, customer, I became fascinated with Publix's operations and I started studying them. And I came to learn that providing this level of superior service and walking people to the aisle and pointing at the item is their standard method of operation. And I wondered if that was really true. I mean, do they really have that kind of commitment? Are they really that loyal to their customers? So I started experimenting. I started going around the different public stores. And every time I'd walk in the store, I'd walk through the aisles a few times, and I would seek out a busy employee, someone who was, had their hands full with boxes or was in the middle of something. And I'd walk up to that employee, and I'd very plainly I'd say, excuse me, I can't find the peanut butter. Can you help me? And without exception, every time that employee would graciously set down their boxes and stop what they were doing, and they would physically walk me to the aisle, and they would point directly at the peanut butter jars. And they would say, is there anything else I can help you with, sir? And I would be just blown away. And I did this like at 26 different stores, and every time it played out exactly the same way. And I thought what it illustrates is the level of service that a good teammate provides the other members of their team. They don't mind being inconvenienced to help their team. And that's unusual for this me-first culture that we seem to live in. I mean, people who are me-first hate to be inconvenienced, and yet they never seem to mind causing others to be inconvenienced on their behalf which comparatively, good teammates operate much differently. Good teammates go out of their way to keep others from being inconvenienced, and yet good teammates never seem to mind being inconvenienced by something that could help their team. And I think what I really learned from the public's peanut butter experiment is how important it is and how worthwhile it is to allow yourself to be inconvenienced in the service of others. And I think, you know, when I think of helping my daughters with their homework, yeah, sure, I'm in the middle of something and it's not convenient for me to stop what I'm doing and help them. Or I think of my neighbor needing something for me and eh, it's not the right time, it's not a convenient time for me. But by allowing myself to be inconvenienced, by providing a level of service beyond baseline courtesy, I facilitate the best results. And by allowing themselves to be inconvenienced, Publix demonstrates superior loyalty to their customers. And as often is the case, people become loyal to the loyal. The loyalty boomerang comes back around. And that's why Publix has such a loyal customer base. Now, another interesting side note is Publix doesn't just treat their customers with this level of uh, loyalty, 
they also treat their employees as well. You know, Fortune publishes a list every year of the 100 best companies to work for. And in the 20 odd years that they've published this list, Publix is one of only seven companies to have made the list every year. And I think that speaks volumes about the type of culture Publix has on its team. So the next time you're measuring yourself and considering the level of service you're providing the people on your team, ask yourself, do you measure up the level of a Publix stock boy showing a customer to the peanut butter jar aisle? Because that's the standard of commitment, loyalty, and service that a good teammate provides their team. And I should point out, that my peanut butter experiment worked because I went to 26 different public stores. If I would have gone to the same public store for 26 straight times and every day I sought out the same employee and I asked them the same question, can you help me find the peanut butter? Well, it wouldn't take long before the employee realized that I was taking advantage of the situation. And they weren't providing me service. They were enabling me. And good teammates serve the needs of the team. But good teammates are not enablers. Because when you enable, you do a disservice to your teammates. You set them up for failure. And good teammates don't do that. But I guess enabling is a story for another time. If you want to hear more about enabling or dive more into the art of being a good teammate, well, you'll just have to go and buy the book, The We Gear. How good teammates shift from me to we. God bless. For more information on this week's guest, visit the episode notes section on mindbizlife.com. And if you'd like to share your story with us, click on the Awaken Your Soul tab on mindbizlife.com and fill out the submission form. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend and be sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you tune in and turn it up. Join me on Wednesday for more Life Mastery Conversations, but until then, remember, every level of life is an opportunity to grow. Be well, my friend.